Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm Natalie Nidham, I'm your host, and today I'm also your guest. <laughs> this is episode 150, and today I'm going to do a solo sode all by myself, all about peptides and peptide bioregulators. I'm gonna answer some very commonly asked questions, and this is gonna be the first in a series of solo episodes where I'm going to get to dive into some of the topics that you guys ask about the most, and some of the things that are coming up in the industry, um, we'll, you know, I'm not sure exactly in terms of frequency, but watch for these episodes definitely once a month, maybe a little bit more frequently. We'll see what the response is. So if you want to submit questions, then the best way to do that is to go to my website, natnidham.com, and maybe think about joining my private membership community, which is the BSP community on Mighty Networks. We got away from Facebook on that one. There's no censorship. I do live Q&As in there every week. I bring in live experts. We do deep dives on peptides and biohacking stuff. It's a really nice, intimate community. If you don't want to do Mighty Networks, then there's always the Facebook group, which is wild and woolly, but it's big and it's fabulous. And that's the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group. And of course, if you go to my website, natnidham.com, you can join my newsletter. And also you'll get information if you or someone you know might be interested in my upcoming Women's Longevity and Resilience Retreat in November in beautiful Cabarete in the Dominican Republic. That's from November 1st to 6th. We only have 10 spots available. So if this is something that you think you might be interested in, try and book a time to talk with me and my partner, Dasha Maximov, for May, because that's when we're starting to do those interview calls to make sure if we're all a fit. All right, what else are you gonna find on my website? Brand new Nat Recommends section. We've organized Nat Recommends by categories. So it makes it really easy if you're looking for some beauty supplements or if you're if you're for beauty products or supplements or technology or sleep stuff. It's all there. It's all organized for you. There's links to podcasts, there's affiliate links, all the things that you might need. And about those affiliate links, that's those codes, right? So just to be fully clear, when you use the codes, you get a discount and we get a commission back. And that is a big way of how we get to pay the bills around here. So I want to thank you in advance for your support because so many of you, of you guys have used those links in the past. I'm very grateful for your support. I'm super grateful for your presence right here. And we're going to dive into the episode. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Okay, so... Let's get started. I'm going to look at my notes every once in a while just to keep myself on track. I'm also going to try to keep this pretty short. So I'm going to try to keep this to 20 minutes. Let's see if Nat can deliver a 20-minute podcast by herself. Here we go. Peptides. Peptides and bioregulators. So I'm going to start with peptides. You've probably heard about peptides. Some of you might be scratching your heads going, what are peptides? Why do I need to know about them? And a lot of you might be wondering, well, what's the big deal? I've been hearing noise about peptides. 
Why are they trending? What the heck are these things? So I would venture to say that every one of you has heard of something called collagen peptides. It's a powder. Sometimes it's flavored. You put it in your drinks and it's supposed to help with joint health, skin health, hair, nails, that kind of stuff. Collagen peptides are amazing, but they have nothing to do with what we're talking about today. What we're talking about today are small fragments of protein. So a peptide by definition is 50 amino acids or fewer. Amino acids are the building blocks of protein. So when we have a string of amino acids that's either 50 amino acids or less, we automatically will call that a peptide. And you know what? You already know, are all very familiar with a very well-known peptide called insulin right? Insulin is a peptide and it's a very important signaling molecule in the body. It helps us to put glucose away and make sure it gets, well, we try to make sure it gets glucose to the right place. Insulin is also used as an injectable peptide for people whose pancreas no longer makes insulin for them. And so therefore we need to provide insulin to them exogenously. Well, these peptides that everybody's talking about these days are similar to insulin. In this case, very many cases, they are a fragment of a protein that is naturally occurring in the body. They've been isolated, they've been resynthesized in a lab and, or yeah, by a research lab, usually we're a compounding pharmacy, whatever the case may be. And then most of the time they are reintroduced into the body quite often by subcutaneous injection. So that's right, it involves a needle. Does that mean that it's really awful and has to be done at the doctor? Well, Let's start with this. Let's start with a couple of caveats here, okay? Most peptides are not FDA approved. Most peptides have not been double blind, controlled, studied. We don't have a ton of research on long-term effects in humans. So a big word of warning here, number one, you guys already know this, but I'm gonna repeat it again. I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling you that you should be using peptides. The reason I'm doing this episode is because so many people are asking questions. So many people want to use these things that I think it's really important for people to be informed with the facts or as many facts as I can give them. So here's what the deal is with these peptides. They are for the most part, not FDA approved. They are not Health Canada approved if you live in Canada. However, many of them are being used by functional medicine practitioners because they are incredibly effective at moving the needle in many, many areas in human health. So we're hope there's a lot of research going on with them. The challenge is that getting funding for this research is really hard because we know that the entities that do the most research are generally pharma companies because they're trying to develop a drug that they can then market and make a ton of money on. I mean, that's kind of the way business works, right? The problem is that these peptides, as they stand right now, because they are naturally occurring in the body, can't be patented. So a drug company is not really going to be that invested in researching it as it exists. But here's something interesting for you. Ozempic and Munjaro, which are two of those, those two fat loss peptides that I'm sure you guys have heard about. You maybe didn't know they were peptides, but they're these fat loss drugs that are being called that are super effective. Those are actually peptides that were modified by the pharma company to have a longer half-life. And once they modify them, they're able to patent it and then they're able to market it, right? So we might end up seeing a lot more drugs coming out, drug, you know, drugs, except that really they're just peptides that have been modified in some way and can be patented by the drug company. 
I'm not going to pass judgment on this. At the end of the day, these can be really useful compounds and all the better if they're well-researched. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about why maybe your doctor doesn't know anything about these peptides. Well, they've been around for a long time. The bodybuilding community, these are the ultimate biohackers, guys. Bodybuilding community has known about certain peptides for decades, at least 20 years. However, and they've been using them, some more safely than others, but they've really, I would say it's probably in the last 10 years or so that they've really been gaining traction from a therapeutic perspective. So most mainstream doctors haven't heard a thing about peptides. They're really not, they didn't learn about them in med school. These guys are busy trying to keep up with whatever they're doing. Um, but the functional medicine in the functional medicine space, this is where we're seeing doctors who are really getting their heads around these peptides. There's the International Peptide Society that educates doctors. There's the A4M group. A4M is a big anti-aging kind of body. They do training for doctors for in peptides as well. There's a few different big name doctors out there who've launched their own doctor education programs. So they're definitely gaining traction. And I will tell you, running a large group on Facebook, it was really amazing at times, the benefits that people see from using these things. So I'm not telling you that these are right for you. This is a big judgment decision. All right. This is really still very much in the biohacking space, but from the biohacking space, we're going to get to learn a lot of different things. So how do they work? Good question, right? So how does a peptide work? When we introduce it into the body, what does it do? Well, what it does is it binds to a receptor, usually on the surface of a cell. And it, by doing so, it initiates a cascade of reactions within the cell, within a tissue, which gives rise to a, an outcome, generally a desired outcome. The most common way that peptides are introduced into the body is by subcutaneous injection just like the way insulin is introduced into the body. So that's an injection using an insulin needle into the fat layer right under the skin, usually in the belly or the hip. And from there, this teeny tiny amount of peptide is going to go to work. It's going to get into the bloodstream and it's going to find receptors in target tissues and initiate a cascade. The other way that peptides work is sometimes they actually silence or turn on certain genes. So they can have, they can be an epigenetic influence or they can be a signaling molecule. Normally, most of the time they are a signaling molecule. Now, is injection the only way to use peptides? Certain peptides are only usable by injection and it is genuinely a big barrier to entry in this space, which is fine because like I said, we don't want to be casual about peptides. We know some stuff about them, but there's a lot we don't know. Number two, some peptides can be used orally. They can be taken as a capsule. The most famous of these, I would say, is BPC-157. BPC stands for body protective compound. BPC-157 was originally isolated from gastric juice. It's naturally occurring in gastric juice in humans and in most other animals, actually. And what's really interesting about BPC-157 is because it originates in gastric juice, it actually gets a buy. So it doesn't get broken down by digestion, or at least not before it can do its work. Some of the superpowers of BPC-157 are that it is amazing at healing 
a lot of different gut issues. It can be really effective at speeding up the healing of musculoskeletal issues. So that's like pulled muscles, tendons, ligaments, that kind of stuff. There's, uh, it has properties that are brain protective. Um, it's got lots and lots. It's, I call it the Swiss army knife of peptides because it has so many different, it does so many different things. So is there any research on these things? There is. A lot of it, though, is animal research. So understand that the lion's share of the body of research that we have on peptides at the moment is on animals. But there's more and more research coming out on humans because, you know, researchers are just really intrigued. And at the end of the day, these people are looking for answers. They're looking for ways to help people. What's really interesting about peptides is because they are naturally occurring in the body, they get cleared pretty quickly. So on the one hand, that's a good thing because they don't stick around for very long. On the other hand, sometimes that's not such a good thing because they don't stick around very long and we need them around longer to do what they do. And that, I'm going to go back to that Ozempic and Munjaro case. That's what's happened with those. The way, the primary way that the drug companies modified those peptides is they changed them up a little bit so that instead of getting broken down within seconds or minutes of being released naturally by the body, they stick around a lot longer. And that's how they're able to exert the many different effects. And if you're interested in those, there's actually two podcast episodes that I released on, one on Munjaro, which is in December of 2022 with Caleb Greer. And then there was another one in January of 2022, also with Caleb. And that one was really about Ozempic. So if you're really keen to learn deep dive into those, you're going to want to go back and listen to those two episodes because there's a real deep dive. You'll get to learn lots and lots of stuff. Okay. Now back to BPC-157. It can be taken as a capsule. Now, as a capsule, as an oral peptide, it doesn't work as well, it seems, for musculoskeletal issues, but it does work really well for those gut issues. There's other peptides, another way to introduce peptides, depending on the situation, depending on the peptide, is some of them are also bioavailable topically. So they can be used on the surface of the skin. Some of them can be used on for wound healing. Some of them can be used for things like psoriasis or skin conditions. There's lots of different ways. Some of the peptides that have applications in that world, there's a peptide called the copper peptide, which is GHKCU, which is a very, very powerful peptide when used by injection, but also when used topically. So we're starting to see a lot of products, a lot of beauty products that incorporate the copper peptide in them. And you can usually tell there's copper peptide in them. So an example of one of those lines, and actually in at the end of March, I released a podcast with a company called RestoraCell, who have a line of beauty skincare products that they call pro-aging products that is purely GHKCU with just a few other synergistic ingredients. That's a great episode. It's a great product line. But then you also have really innovative face care products like Young Goose that have incorporated GHKCU into a couple of their products, but they've done it in a way that they've neutralized the blue color so that their cream isn't blue. So in any event, GHKCU, GHK, the copper peptide can be used either by injection or topically. Really interesting. Another way to get peptides into the system is they can be compounded by special compounding pharmacies into eye drops. So that's usually the ones that are most obvious there, BPC-157, thymosin beta-4, both of those have seem to have applications for eye conditions like dry eye, 
um, and other other issues, but they have to be compounded specially. Eye drops are really, really tricky. This is not a do-it-yourself-at-home project unless you happen to be a pharmacist or a biochemist and know a lot about how to compound things for the eyes, but they can be used as eye drops. So, and then finally, there are so many companies hard at work trying to make these things bioavailable in any way other than by injection. Because of course, by injection is, it's it's intimidating. It you know, it's not that pleasant. It's kind of tricky. So there's also now more and more of these peptides that are being made into sublingual sprays. So these are sprays that are sprayed under the tongue. And then if they're able to make the peptide able to cross through that membrane under the tongue straight into the blood flow, then that's really interesting because they no longer go through digestion and that protects them. And now they're able to get to their targets directly through the bloodstream. So there aren't very many peptides available that way yet. There's a company called Integrative Peptides. They've got BPC-157 and KPV. Both of those they've made as a sublingual spray. But most peptides can't be used that way. Most peptides cannot be used orally either because they will simply get digested just like any other protein in the gut. Hey folks, you're going to want to hear this. About a year ago, I became aware of Level Up Health when the founder and formulator, Kyle Vanderleest, reached out to me in my Facebook community. We had a long chat. I tried a few of his life-changing formulations and the rest, as they say, is history. Level Up Health's product range is truly unique. Their ultimate GI repair combined the best naturopathic botanicals and nutritionals with powerful orally bioavailable peptides used in functional and integrative medicine to give their customers products that actually work and help you achieve your health goals. Be that gut health and healing, liver detoxification, reducing inflammation, supporting brain function, or biohacking and optimizing your health. The feedback from community members from this formula alone has been incredible. Each of their other, each of this and every product formulation they make were created to address specific health goals and to reduce the multiple six to 12 products you might need to take. They simplify it down to an all-in-one formula. Level Up also has formulations like Historesist and their liver complex. Plus, they also have a range of powerful solo ingredient products, many of which are unique on the market, such as magnesium L-threonate, Tudica, dihydromyricetin, DHM, and palmitoyl ethanolamide, or P, which is much easier to say. The range continues to grow every single month. So to learn more, check out their website, www lvluphealth.com to see the full range of unique products they have to offer. And make sure to use code NAT10 for 10% off your order. And now let's get back to the episode. Now, what else can I tell you about peptides? Here's another one. You will see and read and hear, this peptide is amazing for this. That peptide is amazing for that. There are peptides to heal the gut. There are peptides to heal musculoskeletal injuries. There are peptides to heal nerves. There are peptides that seem to have incredible nootropic effects or help to stimulate BDNF in the brain, which is brain-derived neurotropic factor. These peptides are amazing. And people tend to hear about these peptides and say, that's it. This is a solution. This is the answer to my problems. This is what I've been waiting for. So a couple of warnings here. Number one, don't forget. They're not fully approved. But number two, more importantly, is peptides need the right conditions to do their work. So what's really important, and this even goes with the fat loss peptides that seem to do their work no matter what people do, 
you've got, you still have to do the work. You have to understand why am I using this? What's going wrong? Where, what is the pathway we're trying to address? What is the cause of the problem? Because it's only once you have an, at least an idea of what the cause of the problem is. Number one, you want to remove anything from the outside that's driving that issue. So that could mean you have to change your diet. You have to change things in your lifestyle. If you're taking those fat loss peptides, you have to exercise. You have to eat protein. You have to do all the things that support the outcome that you're looking for. So understand that peptides can be powerful, but they generally need to be used as a holistic, a full program. They don't, don't be thinking you can just use a peptide and all your problems are going to go away. All right. How are we doing for time here? Uh, we're 15 minutes in. Okay. I might go a little longer than 20 minutes. There's a few more other things I want to share with you guys. Okay. So why are you using it? What's the desired outcome? What's driving it? What else do you need to do to support the result? Okay, so these are really important things you always must keep in mind when you're thinking of using peptides, whether it's with, and generally speaking, I would recommend have a guide with you, okay? Get a practitioner, ideally a medical doctor, like your functional medicine doctor, get someone to walk this journey with you who can guide you. Because too often I see people in these communities, they've gotten all excited, they've run out, they've gotten their hands on some of these peptides, they bought them from God knows where. And guys, it's like, it's it's the wild, wild west out there. So if for some reason you think you want to go out and get these for yourself, make sure that you're getting them from a trusted supplier. Make sure ideally, like I said, you're getting them from a functional medicine doctor who's going to be getting them from a compounding pharmacy. So know that there's a lot of cheap stuff out on the market. People get really excited. They're like, oh my God, look at me. I got this stuff. It's super cheap. If it's cheap, you get what you pay for. And these are very powerful things. And you're introducing them into your body. And let me let you in on a secret that some of you probably know. You only have one body. The consequences of things going wrong can be really serious. So please don't be cavalier about these things. Get a guide, at least get someone to, to help you to understand, to get your bearings here. So whether that's a coach, a practitioner, a medical doctor, take a course, read a book. There are a couple of good books out there. I will be putting out a peptide crash course, which is going to be really intended to help people kind of get their bearings and get the basics about peptides. Get some education, spend some time in these communities, whether it's my BSP community on Mighty Networks or the Facebook group, spend some time learning before you jump in. All right. And that's assuming that you're going to do that in the first place. All right. So we talked about peptides. There's one other thing I want to talk to you about, and those are bioregulator peptides. So bioregulator peptides are a subset of peptides. They are also tiny little proteins, but they are even smaller Bioregulator peptides are only two to four amino acids in length. So that makes them minuscule. And that is their superpower. Because what bioregulator peptides do is they act on your genes. They either turn on or silence different genes. Generally, they are turning on genes. They're upregulating genes specific in a specific tissue gland or organ in their target organ. And they are triggering the production of proteins. And why is that important? Because those proteins are, gives, are what gives your body the ability to regenerate and restore function at a cellular level. 
So the bioregulator peptides are super cool. There are about 21 of them that are available commercially, and each one is associated with a different tissue gland or organ. So for example, we have a bioregulator for the pineal gland, which is this tiny little gland in the center of your brain that is responsible for controlling your circadian cycle. It controls melatonin production. It activates telomerase. It can help to make your telomeres, lengthen your telomeres or maintain the length of your telomeres. That's the ends of your DNA that we need length on so that our DNA can continue to replicate. And they, the pineal gland actually has a kind of a modulating effect on your entire endocrine system. That's your hormones. So it helps to kind of bring some balance to your hormone system. So that does not mean that if you use the pineal gland bioregulator, again, all of your hormones are magically going to balance, but it is it, they can help, right? In the context of a bigger program, there's bioregulator for the heart. There's a bioregulator for blood vessels, a bioregulator for the pancreas, the liver, the lungs, so many different systems. So I'm not, I don't, I promised people I would keep this not too long. We will do episodes just on bioregulators. But if you really want to learn about bioregulators, you can also go back to my episodes with Bill Lawrence, Dr. Bill Lawrence and Phil Mikens. So those are 42, 46, 47. That's the numbers of the episodes. And I did a second one with Phil Mikens last summer. And I'll be doing another one with Phil Mikens later this year. So lots of episodes on bioregulators. Bioregulators are fascinating. Bioregulators, unlike the other peptides, are really bioavailable orally. And why is that? Well, that's because they originate in food. They are extracted from tissues, glands, and organs from animals. So you may be asking yourself, wait, if they're in animals, aren't they in us too? Great question. And the answer is yes. We make those bioregulator peptides, they come from our bodies. The challenge is that as we age, as is true with so many other things, we make less of them and that sucks, right? So as we make fewer bioregulators, our capacity to heal and regenerate goes down. We basically, our parts start to wear out, things start to go wrong and we're just not able to repair ourselves as quickly. Like think about a small child, how quickly they're able to repair. As an adult, we just don't heal quite as fast. So if we're able to extract them from those tissues, glands, and organs from specially raised animals, they're then processed in a very special way. They're put into capsules, and then two capsules a day concentrates that bioregulator peptide and over time could give you the benefits of what you're looking for. Now, bioregulator peptides can also be synthesized in a lab. And that's really interesting because, first of all, for people who don't want to consume animal products, it's a really good option. But secondly, it seems that the synthetic bioregulator, which, by the way, can be administered either by subcutaneous injection again, or most of them are available by sublingual spray, those synthetic bioregulators seem to act more quickly than the oral bioregulator. The oral bioregulator takes a little bit more time to do its thing but it seems that the effect of the oral bioregulator lasts a little bit longer. So I'm gonna kind of start to wind down now because as you can tell, I can talk about this for a really long time. <laughs> I wanna keep this pretty short. I wanted to keep it pretty top level, but to wrap it up, this is the world of peptides and peptide bioregulators. And bioregulators, by the way, just like peptides, but maybe even more so 
really need to be used. If we're really trying to move the needle on a condition, on any kind of a condition, they absolutely have to be integrated with the whole package. Sometimes in a lot of the research, which by the way, and that's what I forgot to mention, there's 40 years of research, a lot of it on humans, on bioregulators. You're kidding, right? You're sitting there going, well, why doesn't my doctor know about this? Why don't I know about this? Well, because all, almost all of that research was done in Russia by the, the researcher doctor, Dr. Professor Kavinson, who discovered these bioregulator peptides 40 years ago as a project in the, for the, the Russian military at the time. And he is now, um, you know, a big wheel in Russia. He is at the head of the St. Petersburg Institute of Bioregulation and Gerontology. And he's the guy behind these bioregulator peptides and all of the human research. As a matter of fact, if you happen to catch one of my talks, whether it's at KetoCon at the end of April or at the Health Optimization Summit in London in, in June, I will be talking about those bioregulator peptides and I'll be talking a lot about his research and research of other people who are doing clinical trials on humans. So the main gig of these bioregulator peptides is they might be able, well, they've been shown to help to extend human life, to reverse biological age and to restore function. How cool is that? Really cool, right? So we have the peptides, the long chain peptides, we'll call them. So that's the BPC-157, thymosin beta-4, thymosin alpha one. Don't know if you've heard these things. We will talk about them over time, but we have the longer chain peptides that are still only 50 amino acids or less. Those guys are signaling molecules. They have more of an immediate effect. The bioregulator peptides, which are only two to four amino acids in length, those seem to be take a little bit longer to kick in, but they seem to be able to regenerate function within the human body. The oral version of those bioregulator peptides are actually classified as nutritional supplements. And I'm going to share a little secret with you. You can actually get access to those bioregulator peptides without ever taking a pill. You might not get them in the full therapeutic dose that you might need to move the needle, but guess where you would get them from? They're naturally occurring in organ meats. So if you've ever heard people in especially the carnivore community or people in ancestral health community talking about the importance of eating organ meats. Well, this is part of the reason why organ meats are so powerful because they are where those bioregulator peptides come from. Plus, you would if you're eating organ meat, you're gonna get them with all the cofactors and the vitamins and the minerals in a form that your body actually recognizes. So that's kind of like the bioregulator hack, right? If you don't you're not comfortable taking pills, you don't want to do injections, any of that stuff, then maybe you might want to think about eating more organ meats, or you might want to think about those supplements that companies like Ancestral Health, or there's Heart and Soil, where they are making capsules of desiccated organ meats. And that way you don't have to eat the liver, the heart, the kidneys, all the different bits and bobs, you can get them in a capsule. And so you'll be getting some bioregulators in those capsules, maybe not as concentrated as you would from the bioregulators that I'm talking about, the supplements. And I'm going to tell you where you can get those actually, because those are totally above board. I get my bioregulator peptides from a company called Profound Health. And that's all, put, we'll put the link in the show notes, along with the discount code that you guys can use if you're interested in jumping in. But before you do, remember, just like with the, the longer chain peptides, Educate yourself first. Don't go out and spend all kinds of money and then sit there with a box full of stuff and go, now what do I do? 
I don't know what to do this. Shockingly, a lot of people, I've talked to a lot of people who've done this. They get super excited. They run out, they spend all this money, and then they don't know what to do with it. So don't be that person. Get yourself educated. So I'm going to wrap this up. I kind of said I was going to wrap it up before, right? But I'm, And then I got involved in the research on the bioregular peptides. So there is lots of research on bioregular peptides. There is less research on the longer chain peptides. This is a really exciting area, guys. I think that the further we move along here, the more we're going to see them showing up in conventional medicine, in treatments. Like these are very powerful molecules, So, which is both great because they can do amazing things, but also it should give you pause, okay? Especially on the longer chain peptides, we don't have a lot of research, so be cautious. Don't be cavalier about this. So if you have any questions, anything else, you know where to find me, natnidham.com. That's my website, and that is where you can connect with me or BSP community or the Facebook group all of these places. And of course, Instagram at Natalie Nidham. So thank you so much for being here, you guys. I really appreciate you. If you think that this episode would be of value to anyone that you know, make sure to share it with them. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure that you leave me a review on whatever platform you're consuming this podcast on. And like I said, this is the first of hopefully a long series of solo episodes. Let me know what you want to know about. Let me know what you want me to talk about and I'm there for you. So thank you so much. I appreciate you guys and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application. Just answered a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.